Good morning. On this Saturday morning, welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday talking in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 25, where Jesus is instructing his disciples about not worrying about tomorrow, not worrying about what they eat, what they drink, uh, their clothing. And he goes on to explain to them, basically of the importance of seeking the God, seeking the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. But let's start off with verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, for what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than clothing, remnant? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father, your heavenly Father, feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow how they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that's verse 29, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. So once again we see that what God does and what God provides is perfect. Verse 31, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles, remember Jesus was talking to the Jews at that time, do the Gentiles seek? For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Now consider the statements that have just been made. Jesus knew that God knew that they knew that they needed these things. He was fully aware that, yes, you need food to eat. You need water to drink. You need clothing to have on. The, the Gentile nations, the Gentile people, they all seek this also and even much more than just that. But your Heavenly Father, He expresses this same thought again, that he used concerning the birds of the air. Your heavenly Father knoweth. He is aware of what we need. He is fully aware of what we need. And the scripture says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now you would think, well, but you know, the basic needs of humanity are you, you've got to have food, you've got to have water, you've got to have shelter. Uh, you've got to have these things. But Jesus put it into perspective. The kingdom of God comes first and his righteousness. And the things that we want to seek for, clothing, food, water, and all these things shall be added unto you. Verse 34, he says, Therefore, Take no thought, or take therefore no thought, 
for the morrow, for tomorrow, or for the morrow shall take thought for itself, for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. The more we struggle, the more we self-effort to try to accomplish these things, the digger, the big, the deeper we dig into, and I'm going to use uh, the example of quicksand, where one begins to squirm and wiggle and move, and one begins to sink even faster. Well, when you consider that God is fully aware, but sometimes in our natural thinking, it's almost like, doesn't God know? Doesn't God understand? But he is fully aware that we need these things. Remember, he's the all-sufficient, almighty provider. And the scripture is going to teach us that God intends for the needs of his people to be met. When Israel came out of Egypt, they were in need of food. They were in need of clothing. They were in need of water. And uh, later, I'll take a, an opportunity to just explain and do a little mathematical calculations that if just the men that came out of Egypt, just the men, was about 600,000, this did not include the women and the children, and it's estimated by scholars there could have been as many as 2.5 million Hebrew people coming out of the land of Egypt. Now, those of you that are parents, take into consideration the cost of having one child, two children, three, four, five, six, and the cost of clothing them and the cost of feeding them every single day. And then multiply that until you wind up with 2.5 million on a daily basis, the amount of water that they needed to drink for themselves and for all their animals, if one was to calculate that, it is a massive number. The amount of food to feed that amount of people is also a great quantity. And then when you stop and think about the clothing that they were wearing, to cover everybody and have everybody clothed for 40 years out there in the wilderness. Yet God knew that they needed clothing. He knew that they needed food. He knew that they needed water. And he made provision for them so that every single day they would have, you know, they reached a, a point where they ran out of water and they began to complain and murmur. They reached a point where they were complaining that they wanted meat. They were tired of just eating the same old thing. Yet God made provision for them. When he brought them out of Egypt, he brought them out with massive amounts of gold and silver and brass or bronze, as some people would point out. And all the clothing and all the material, they literally, they literally took the wealth of Egypt. To just go into the wilderness. But God knew what his plans were. And that his plans were to prepare. 
for himself a tabernacle to temporarily dwell with them those 40 years. So his very presence, the angel of his presence, was with them during that uh, entire time. In fact, Moses said, if you do not go with us, I, I'm not going anywhere. So God made provision. He made provision even for their forgiveness. He made provision for their atonement. He made provision for their covenant. He provided everything. And he told them and explained exactly what needed to be done. Yet not once during those 40 years while they were out in the desert did they go and plant seeds and wait until the seeds grew up and brought forth a harvest so that they could eat from it. God rained manna down on them. He brought the quails in. The rock followed them. So the point being that God is all sufficient and and. God can supply all our needs according to the riches in glory in Christ Jesus. All the work that he did in Calvary included everything. Everything in the present and everything in the future that a believer and his or her family could possibly need. But we limit an unlimited God. Just like Israel limited the Holy One in the desert and they tempted him they tested him 10 different times out there in the wilderness but yet still god provided when they murmured and complained can god provide for us a table in the wilderness the answer is yes god can provide a table he can provide a table even for us for israel even in the presence of their enemy he can provide all that they need. And he did. So Jesus comes and he begins to teach us to not even consider taking a thought of worry. No amount of worrying is going to make the problem go away. No amount of worrying is going to make the problem solve itself any faster. Worrying does absolutely nothing to help us bring the answer faster, but it does affect us psychologically in the negative, and it does affect us physically in the negative. To some people, it can go as far as being discouraged, depressed, others going as far as in the body developing ulcers, it can have so many diverse effects upon our lives without being aware of it. So Jesus gives us the instruction of not to worry. If we're not to worry, what are we supposed to do then? Trust. Believe in the God that arrayed the lilies of the valley and the lilies of the field and the lilies that are anywhere found on the planet. He arrayed them and clothed them with the most exquisite colors, the most exquisite beauty, a glory that shines forth even though it may be for a day, for a week, or a month, or just a little bit longer. And then it withers away and it's gone. But yet, like the scripture says, Solomon in all his arrayed glory and all that he had 
gold and silver and clothing could not even compare to how God clothed the flowers of the field. That doesn't compare either to how God, out of the billions and who knows how many exponential numbers I can put to that, of birds that there are on the planet, and yet they don't come when we ring a bell and say, okay, it's feeding time, but God provides for them. Whether he uses a natural means or he uses a supernatural means, he provides for them. And how much more are we more important, having been created in his image, than the birds of the air? In the book of Galatians, we wind up again with the thought of of, uh, uh, sowing and reaping, or as we had said, we can say giving and receiving, uh, however you want to describe it. But it says, let him, Galatians 6, 6, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches. The word communicate that is used there is basically just the word share. Or distribute or be a partaker of. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. In verse 7 it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. The word whatsoever means whatsoever. Whatever it is that we sow, whatever we plant, whatever we take as a seed and put it into a medium for it to grow, it's going to grow. And eventually in its due season, we will reap what we sow. It says in verse 8, For he that sows to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Verse number 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Because you never stop planting. If you're a farmer, you're going to have to plant all your... uh, Unless you're like that, that rich fool who thought he could plant enough, grow enough, make his barns big enough, and then just eat, drink, and be merry, and take his ease. Well, that's not going to happen. Eventually, it It catches up with one where we need to continually plant or sow and we need to continually reap. And then the scripture says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And a lot of people do faint. It says in verse number 10, As we have opportunity, or therefore as we have opportunity, Let us do good to all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So consider this. God knows your need. Trust Him, not worry. Trust Him, not worry. Trust His word, not worry. And He shall provide according to His riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. Keep looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. The Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.